Mad Jcast, a podcast featuring conversations and performances at the intersection of art, inspiration, and justice. I'm your host, Marthame Sanders. On this episode, part two of my conversation with Sarah and Colin Comstock from the band Found Wandering. Colin and Sarah spoke with us from their home just outside Philadelphia. You mentioned justice, and I'm curious about how that fits into what we're talking about. Um, the last four years have been kind of a crucible of sorts of coming to a reckoning of what really our nation has really always wrestled with and has always been at least below the surface, at least for white folk. And really, over the last four years, became very crystal clear and, and open. So a lot of people talked about it as kind of an apocalyptic time where the mm-hmm. veil is ripped back and yeah. we are seeing things. Yeah. And so I'm wondering how that has an impact on your music, how it has an impact on your relationships. It's a great question. I think it's imperative work to heal. I think that justice and mercy is a daily necessity. Starting with ourselves, we need to practice justice with ourselves and justice within our family units. And then justice bleeds out from us into our community And I think that that's been something that's been in our hearts, but for sure this time, I think that the, um, I've heard it called white work (laughs) recently. Mm -hmm. Um, Those of us need to do the white work of continuing to keep justice at the heart of, which is again, like that's the heart of Jesus. (laughs) By way of letting Christ come close to you, you see his heart for other people, starting with yourself. You Mm -hmm. see how... I'm beloved, I belong, I'm valuable, I'm enough. And then with that belief, with his heart, you can see that for those who are right in front of you, and then so on and so forth. And I've heard our black and brown friends beg us to do the self-work. How can you help? Start with yourselves. And work on your people. And work on your people. And we've taken that very seriously, and I lead music in our church on a pretty weekly basis. And so that's had a direct effect on seeking you know, songs that are, and with the band, just looking for songs now that are more of a collaborative collective that do the healing work Mm. that um, speak to the acknowledgement of the wound and that then call for a collective lament or acknowledgement um, that leads to hopefully bringing that wound to the light for it to be healed properly Mm. and appropriately and like just righteously, just righteous healing So acknowledging the wound, doing the self-work, starting with our family, you know, as a couple, like there was a reckoning, I'm sure that a lot of relationships could attest to this, but there was a a ripping of the veil in so many aspects of life this year that I am grateful for, Mm. for as difficult as it was to reckon with what muck (laughs) came to the surface of the pond after the thaw. Mm. What an opportunity to be uncomfortable. I feel like white people need to learn how to be uncomfortable (laughs) daily. And that's where the justice and mercy part is. It's like, if we can learn that every day we need justice and mercy, and so does every single human being that we interact with. So just to wake up in the morning and remember that (laughs) that's the work that we do, that's the work that's in front of us. Justice wow. and mercy for ourselves, for our families, that will bleed into the community. That's what our brothers and sisters of color are asking us to do. We need to continue to reckon with that because it's not going away. It just It's a daily work. Right. That's what we've learned. The word in the New Testament that is translated justice, it also means righteousness. Mm. 
And I have noticed typically that there is kind of a political divide between which way you want to translate the word because righteousness tends to be more of a personal thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be right in my life and do the right things, me personally. And justice seems to be more oriented towards systems and communities. Yep. And what I love is that that word is the same yeah. word. Yeah. So to divide it is to completely miss the point of what I think that word is meant to be about in the first place. I love that because it gives righteousness its power back. I love that. It's like to make it right, to make something right. Yeah. Like we're writing funk that needs to be righted hundreds of years ago. You all are in a season of family, but I'm wondering what that means for this part of your lives, right? And for Found Wandering, yeah. COVID like kind of slowed us all down and kind of stopped us in our tracks. We've recorded a couple songs remotely with some friends in 2020. We did um, a version of The Wanderer, um, which is a really killer U2 song that when Bono wrote, he only ever pictured Johnny Cash singing it. And because he's Bono, he got Johnny Cash to sing it. <laughs> it's the last song in Zeropa. It's so strange. If you've never heard it, I highly recommend check it out. I went out walking through the streets paved with gold. Lifted some stones, saw the skin and bones of a city without a soul. that and then we did a John Prine tune called Way Back Then which we released early in like in March April of quarantine and we just cut up all these old clips of the band and we were just kind of yearning for missing our friends missing our buddies uh, playing music from the jump Found Wandering has really never been about Sarah and I I mean like we started by making Christmas music for our family um, which then we released it on a wider level never made any real money on it but we've only ever lost money doing the band you know what I mean like (laughs) and paid people to do stuff to join us to collaborate and so it's always been a community-based um, social thing with just the sole purpose of trying to, I shouldn't say sole purpose, but primary purpose of trying to uplift people. Those two songs are kind of the extent to which we've done anything musically. And besides that, we've been just like hanging with our family and like Sarah said, working on ourselves and our kids and just trying to kind of like pour ourselves into that. We do a benefit concert every year for Christmas for the last 10, 11 years, or something like that. And it's always a fundraiser for different local organizations who are social justice oriented who are working with you know people who are experiencing homelessness and things like that this year that was online we're hopeful that maybe coming up in december there might be something that we can do in person um with christmasy stuff if not is what it is you know what i mean COVID is like church in the street, man. The walls of the church have been torn down Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure how many are going to get put back up and who's going to be there when they are. And so for us, it's like, we're just kind of thinking towards the future, trying to continue our journey of just kind of like trying to share music outside of the church walls with as many people as possible. The more people that can hear 
Sarah sing and talk and share her heart, I think the better, you know? And our musician friends, it's such a treat to be able to like play with those guys and gals. So we're hoping to keep doing that. But yeah, it's, it's been like a season of kind of turning inwards in our family and that's good, man. I think we need it all kind of get stopped. I think mm -hmm. we would have kind of just kept rolling and just kind of building up, you know, this like kind of false reality. And now it's kind of, you know, we're all kind of forced to really reckon with what's up. And the social justice movement in, in June when people just kind of had, had enough and took to the streets, I mean, that was like, I don't know if that would have happened without COVID. You know what I mean? Like it's like people at time to stop and reflect on this stuff. So we're just riding that wave and we'll see what happens with the band. Again, hopefully there's an opportunity to play some Christmas tunes this year again. But if not, we'll just keep using whatever mediums we have and just adapting to the climate in the current situation, you know? I mean, I am wondering how, if you see the way in which you have lived your lives with this musical gift and the artistic lens that it gives you and I'm wondering if you've seen ways that that is filtered into your life in this particular season where you've had some opportunities to do that but really yeah you've like lots of us been stuck at home with kids and focused on that yeah in terms of the music I feel like the we've always invited our children to be part of what we're doing preparing for a, a live show or you know playing in church or or just keeping instruments around so that they can get curious and pick them up and just feel like invited to play and invited to be a part. We have three daughters, Sarah <laughs> and I, 10, 7, and 5, and we have a band called Moon Animals, psychedelic children's rock. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's, Our five-year-old is and she's a like the nasty lead singer, lyricist. Yeah. She, she actually writes off-the-cuff, stream-of-conscious, amazing lyrics super wild right? that i actually have taken some of them and borrowed and just like written some kid songs because they're just so she just effortlessly writes fun too I mean like, I took two lessons and was like I don't want to do this anymore like it was like I don't want to learn some tune that I don't know or care about I started a band I'm like a K-man banging a guitar kind of dude and picked up stuff from watching MTV right. and starting a band way before I should have or had any reason to and that's the environment we're trying to keep with our kiddos like it's just like I, we have stuff out there's a drum machine that's just kind of always plugged in that's plugged into a poly octave generator which is plugged into a Moog and like and just get weird you know what I mean like have fun with it and then Moon Animals, it's goofy, but it's like it's an opportunity for the kids just to like explore whatever yeah. strange kind of like ideas they have or whatever and try and make it fun because music should be, you know what I mean? Yeah. It should be fun. I think that helps them too, that whatever lines of, um, for me when I was a kid, I thought that to play music, it had to sound a certain way that was like perfected and beautiful and shiny and especially in, in a church setting or right. when people were to watch you. and. I think what we've been trying to provide for our kids is this idea that the sound that comes out of you is holy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not all of them. Joyful but noise, all of them. right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. That it's um that if they're enjoying it, then it's a gift that they can give back up. Yeah. And that's delightful. So I I enjoy creating space for them to just do that comfortably. It would be nice if they wanted to take lessons at some point. That's the other thing. 
is like this sort of like, no, I just want to get weird and play mm-hmm. weird music. And so we'll see. We'll see where that where that goes. You know, I have no idea. I love that. I, I love what you're doing. And it's just beautiful. And I want to be the president of the Moon Animals yeah. fan club based on that description. <laughs> Colin and Sarah Comstock on AIJCast. We'll be back to more of our conversation in just a moment. But first, a quick word. As always, I encourage you to visit our website, AIJCast.com which is where you'll find links to our artists, their news, information, and products. You can also find their links to Found Wanderings Music, as well as a link to an audio Christmas pageant I produced for First Presbyterian Church here in Atlanta last year that features the music of Found Wandering. And we've also got links to the music of Moon Animals. You can find all of this and more on our website, AIJCast.com. And now, back to more of our conversation with Sarah and Colin Comstock. I think what's neat too about this time is that I feel personally an invitation to write what's just raw on my heart. Mm. We did write a song with Jake in, when we were in quarantine, but we haven't finished uh, recording it yet. But there's, um, I definitely want to start writing because I feel like there are, there are some boundaries that were broken through with me personally where I don't, feel the need to write something perfectly. I've never taken a writing workshop and I probably should because it would probably help with all of that stuff. But just the lines that I draw for myself and the, um, the lies that I believe. <laughs> um, but there is certainly this sort of, um, just the, the prayers that are in my heart and yeah. the, the needs that I see around, whether they're my own or my children's or in our community, they're just so much more raw on the surface. They're just right there. I don't feel a need to dig for lyrics. It's like, oh, I today there it is. Hmm. That's the need that's before me today. So I'm excited as the kids get invited to go back into school and there's more yeah. time yeah. for us individually to like write and put something down and even make a quick demo. Like there doesn't seem to be time with all the stuff right now to even make a quick demo. As those opportunities come back into the day, I'm excited to write and pull out what's in my journal and you know give them to Jake and Colin and see what we can do with them. And have that be something that was useful during this time. Yeah. That the feelings and the needs that were on my heart that I saw out in the community and in our home, that maybe there's a melody in those. So I'm excited about that. That's an opportunity that's coming. I mean, that to me also describes what I think of this notion of discipleship or Christian formation. Mm. Recognizing that all, basically based on our whole conversation, is all of these phrases are loaded, right? And they have meaning that is helpful and hurtful at the same time. Yep. The, the best of it is this notion that it's not conversion and then you're done. It's constant work, which is what we've been talking about. Yeah. It's the practice of writing lyrics some of which are going to be exemplary and a bunch of which are going to be garbage. I'm speaking right. for myself, not for you. <laughs> and then you just keep doing it over again. Yeah. It yeah. scales on the piano. It's learning the shapes of the guitar, whether you're doing it yourself by watching somebody playing on MTV or looking at, uh, you know, uh, ultimateguitar.com, yeah. right? Yeah. It's practice, and the more you do it, the more it becomes a natural part of who you are as opposed to this laborious work in yeah. order to be a changed person. Yeah. That to me, I think, is the gift of art is to be able to do it well enough and be comfortable enough with it to live into it in a way that isn't always perfect. That's not the point. Right. But it's somehow exhibiting beauty. But genuinely, I think that that's what communities are craving right now is this sort of raw, real fellowship, raw, real church. Like I think people want to share themselves with each other. 
and want to experience that. And I think that that's something that certainly for me, I'm, I'm a goofball and I don't say things. Stage banter is like, what's the legendary? Word? No, no, it's, um, it's like hit or miss, like seriously yeah, hit, or, hit or miss. Legendary for its hit or miss. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, high risk, high reward kind of thing. I often think in these kind of firework, like my brain just goes, <gasps> this burst. The, yeah. Get, I get these images and these sort of fireworks. And then I, Oh my gosh, I sometimes should not have opened my mouth because I just didn't give it the time that it needed to like materialize into a, a well-formed thought for people. The feedback that I've gotten is that I've shared myself and people have been appreciative yeah. of like, wow, like I feel like you're being yourself up there. Like, yes, Definitely. I am for better or for worse. 100%. That's a relief. Otherwise I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I don't like to pretend it's um, exhausting. I did it when I was a teenager. It was awful. I don't ever want to do it again. And birthing three children has been the greatest gift of not having any sort of capacity to pretend for better or for worse. Certainly for my husband. <laughs> Can't pretend. Again, in like in the faith walk, one of the things that's so beautiful about Jesus is that there's this invitation to come close, regardless of how filthy or diseased or <laughs> broken we feel. At a given time of a given day, there's this invitation to come close. And my heart's desire is to share that with people from the stage, even if it doesn't come out eloquently. That's what I have to offer sometimes, is to remind the people that I'm singing to, you're beloved, you belong, um, you belong in your brokenness, you belong in your messiness. If I didn't feel that closeness from Jesus, I wouldn't be a Christian. I wouldn't continue this journey because that's it, right? The next, like tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up again in need of justice for myself, in need of mercy, in need of grace, in need of love, never having arrived. And so is everyone else. That's the kind of community that I want to build, whether I'm playing music with people or sharing music in church or making dinner for my kids. It's like, I am going to continue to need to learn that that is the daily need. That's the daily bread. And that's exciting to me. It's also gracious to know that I, I will be in need of that, and so will they. That's a great like thing to have in common. <laughs> that's a good common bond to share yeah. with each other. Yeah, I think being comfortable and acknowledging all of our brokenness and our hurt and our pain. I mean, I feel like we don't turn the gaze inward quite enough and to think about stuff and... Mm-hmm. It's not even just Christians, but maybe just Christian pastors, Christian music, whatever. If it's like this, like, there's like this posturing this, I, that I've arrived. I, I made, I'm, I'm born again. I'm here now. I'm, I'm changed. Right. But all those things that are tugging at your heart and your soul every day are still there. There's not many Christian songs that rhyme Jesus with diseases. There's some worship songs that are begging to be written where people are like rhyming those two words, man. Because like that's, we all, we're all like sick physically, mentally, emotionally, and but we're scared to talk about it. You know, yeah. <laughs> we need more hospital churches, right? Hospital yeah. church. Right. Weary and broken Come folks gather yeah. for sure. We've caught glimpses of that at Found Wandering mm-hmm. concerts, particularly around Christmas time, because the Christmas concerts interestingly draw from out from the community, man. Like it's not <laughs> sure people from our church show up, but there's there's folks there who that's the first time they've been in church in a long time. Yeah, there's this tenderness, and then I was joking my lovely wife who just kind of is there to be herself and, and share her heart i mean that breaks through to people in a huge yeah. way because the band sounds they make the whole thing like and then all of a sudden but then there's this like this realness in between tunes authenticity and that's what we're, we're seeking and i 
I've caught the most glimpses of it at the Christmas concerts in particular, and like glimpses of heaven kind of stuff, man. On my knees I beg you, on my knees can you hear me? On my knees I beg you, on my knees can you funny you mentioned the lyrical limitations of praise music it, it, I often think about I think that's true because it's you're in prison you're drowning like yeah. what are the things and then you're you're free and then it's darkness and light metaphors which are problematic for mm-hmm. lots of reasons mm-hmm. in the ways that they reinforce our, our understandings of what dark and light look like yes. in, in people Christmas music is lyrically like what have you got you got shepherds you got Magi, you got a baby, you got a manger, women, you got animals. Lots of women. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite Christmas tunes that we do is Rebel Jesus by Jackson Brown. I think he, as a non-believer, I think was able to kind of shed a light on some of the, um, those things kind of fall short and some of the prancing around at Christmas time, you know, but like ignoring. The baby, the shepherds, the least of these. Yeah. All the streets are filled with laughter and light and the music of the season windows are all bright with the faces of the children and the families hurry into their homes as the sky darkens and freezes we'll be gathering around their hearths and tables giving thanks for God's graces and the birth of the Sarah and Colin, if you had a piece of advice for our listeners, maybe it's a well you go to again and again, or maybe it's uh, something that our conversation has sparked, what would it be? Our pastor recently shared that in one of his favorite Mr. Rogers episodes, Mr. Rogers talked about how his mom would always encourage him in difficult times to always look for the helpers. And I didn't see the episode myself, but I love that idea of looking for the helpers. Because there's always people there that help them. For your listeners who are activists at heart or in body, I feel like justice also has seasons where we are only able to serve in certain ways based on what, what season of life that we're in. And I guess my encouragement would be to embrace the season of justice that you're in, the way that you're able to serve. We all have something to offer, and sometimes... I speak for myself, but I, I want to be on the streets protesting or I want to be able to like leave my house and make signs and, you know, uh, rally and whatnot. Or, and sometimes the season of justice that I'm being called to is in my home or with my own self. And I, yeah, so the encouragement is that we can be helpers <laughs> wherever we are with what exactly we have. And sometimes that's just the breath in our lungs to create peace in a room, to invite peace into a room, to in- give peace to someone who's flailing out at sea. There are always helpers around, and we can always be a helper right where we are. And that's encouraging, that we don't have to have a checklist to become a helper. We can just take a deep breath and invite the presence of peace and then pour that out right where we are in the time that we're in. There's a lot of um, 
yearning for a post-COVID world and just recognizing that like what's right in front of you is that's your opportunity to be to love whether it's your family or people you act with at the grocery store who are all stressed out and whatever i think for me I, i just try and spend less and less time on the internet it's a bad spot for me i'm completely off of social media and have been for a while and i've never felt better i'm constantly seeking to just kind of be present where i am with my kids with people i work with with people in the grocery store and again like the walls coming down with church walls whatever um put down the phone if you can you know be a helper <laughs> sarah and colin comstock thanks for being on aij cast yo thank you for having us Mark. thank you for having us colin and sarah comstock on aij cast you can find found wandering online at their website foundwandering.com on our next episode the many AIJ Cast is made possible through the support of listeners like you. We can only do what we do because of your support. So please do take just a moment and go to our website, AIJCast.com, and click on the link that says support. And we do love to connect with you on social media. We are there on all the platforms where our handle is AIJCast. Our theme music comes from our house band, Mard Fame. And we are engineered, mixed, and produced by the always focused Al Mudif, who genuinely does not like being asked to brainstorm. Not having any sort of capacity to pretend. And I'm your host, Martha M. Sanders, encouraging you to create some beauty of your own. And remember that the world isn't truly beautiful until it's beautiful for all. Until next time, I leave you with justice and peace. Peace.